All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestlers with Experience. I forget the episode number. We did three in a row. So this is our third one in a row. Facts. Um, we're just pumping out content for you guys. I know next week me, me and Mark are recording, and then you're going on a vacation. A well-deserved vacation down in beautiful South Carolina. Uh, I'm not going to say where, but it's going to be beautiful South Carolina. Right. Oh, and I'm Dietrich Davis. And I am Mark Morell. Known as Mark Knight, <laughs> known as uh, the Grand Manier of uh, wrestling. All right. So we're going to talk about New Japan right now because they just had a big show, Dominion. And yeah, you guys may be listening to this late, but it's wrestling. And you guys like to consume all the wrestling information you can. There's no such thing as an old episode when it comes to wrestling. Absolutely. And, you know, and the, just not to sound cliche, but I'm old school. I'm going to do it just like this. <clears throat> History was made. Wait, who's that person who did that? Gorilla Monsoon. Right. We don't got no legal rights to that. Okay. Man. History was made here at the. Um... No, what I'm saying is yeah. we're not going to make fun of because we don't want to be labeled as bad actors. Oh, no doubt. No as doubt. As YouTube. I didn't even mean to look at the camera, but YouTube labels people as bad fucking actors for making fun of people, for doing shit. It's a lot of shit that they're putting down. Damn, even impersonations? Bad acting. Okay, well, <clears throat> history was made, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, last weekend at Osaka Joe Hall for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we're going to get into that as right. um, soon as we um, kick things off. Well, just to let you guys know that when the YouTube channel hits 20,000 subscribers, and I might do something for the iTunes subscription service as well, Okay, we will be giving away a Nintendo Switch, and we, don't got, we have a few, so every point that we hit, we'll be giving them away. Just um, know that I'm playing one right about now. No, because then they'll think we're giving them something used. Oh, you're getting brand new, but I'm just playing one right now. <laughs> so, so check this out, you I'm guys. playing his. <laughs> yeah, then that, that's better, right. Um... No, but we'll be giving that away as a, a thank you to you guys supporting. Of course, it's a rat race. Yeah, man. But um, we will be doing live YouTube shows. So when you make donations, you can join the conversation mm -hmm. via super chat. We'll honor those questions. You can guys can go. To, you can go for broke and talk all the shit you want in the regular live chat. We will always show love to the super chat. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to send questions into the show, send it in to teamddod at gmail.com. Um, you can download the audio at iTunes or download the video version of the show on iTunes as well. And we'll be coming to Google Play within a matter of weeks. Absolutely. So just get ready for the ride and we're going to get it started. Right. So should I set it off or should you set it no, off? No, no, you set it off. And we're going to start from the first match, work our way up. But I want people to know we're going to run through the other shows, other matches, give our thoughts. But the bulk of this conversation is definitely going to be about Okada versus Omega and Jericho Naito. Absolutely. So now the first match that we're going to talk about it was the IWGP Bring that mic Jun down a little bit more. Yeah, it was the IWGP Junior Championship um, on, tag team titles. No, bring it like we're we going to do this live on the mic. Bring it down. Yeah, there you go. There we go. And All talk right. right into that motherfucker. All right, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. El Desperado and Yoshinabu Kanemaru defeated Sho and Yo of Rapongi 3K from Chaos. And that kind of like set the tone for what was going to go on for the rest of the, the rest of the night. Um, David Finley and Juice Robinson defeated Yoshihashi and Jay White in tag team action. Um, again, this set the pace for what was going on in the night for Chaos. It was a very messed up night for them. Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki of Suzuki Goon defeated Toriyano and Tomohiro Ishii. 
Chaos versus Suzuki Goon. Uh, Chaos pretty much had a really bad streak that night. Well, that morning. So. Was it? It wasn't. Well, for them it was night. It wasn't. It wasn't a good day at the office for these guys. No, sure as hell wasn't, man. Uh, then we have the never open weight championship. Michael Elgin defeated Hiroki Goto and Taichi to win now, the I never open weight title. I want everybody to put a pin on that because I'm going to bring up a very serious train of thought that I had about that. So put a pin on Michael Elgin. Great win for him. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Yes. Um, well-deserved match. Um, Canadian, correct? Canadian. And uh, the man was in tremendous shape, and he actually showed uh, some high-flying abilities that night. He slimmed down quite a bit, shredded in jack, but the man was doing like tope, did a tope con hilo outside mm-hmm. on both Tai Chi and um, Goto in this match. Right. And, of course, the, he also did a, um, a rolling powerbomb spot to both um, Tai Chi and Goto. And that's the first belt to change hands for the night, correct? That was the very first championship to change hands. All right, so let's keep it moving. Then we had the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, defeating Sonata and Evil from Los Encoronobles de Japón to win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Graduating Team Graduating from the junior tag team titles in a way to now officially becoming the first time ever for them heavyweight world tag team champions. Absolutely. You know, then when uh, we had a six man tag team match, it was the Legends versus Bullet Club, Marty Scroll, Hangman Adam Page, and Cody defeating Jushin Thunder Liger, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and the debuting Rey Mysterio Jr. So let me ask you a question Was that a heel, was that a face turn for Cody on the low? It was a tweener turn. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I think it, some will say. Most would say it was a heel turn, but... Well, not heel turn. I say a quiet face turn. Probably. But either way, you know, we're going to talk about that later. Because he was on the good guy team. Well... On the low. Well, technically speaking, yeah, but he's the heel heel leader of the uh, Bullet Club. Right. Going forward right about now, you know. But, you know, the main thing was it was Ray's debut. Mm-hmm. It was also setting up what's going to basically take place at All In. Uh, if not All In, then probably at Cuisina Road, mm-hmm. a one on one, a one on one match with uh, Marty Skrull and Jushin Thunder Liger. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if they do the Jushin uh, uh, Liger versus Mysterio at All In. Yeah, just to get that since they missed the marker. And September is enough time for those men to get that proper rest that have that match. Yes, and just my train of thought. And I and I also would think that they're going to basically turn the, tear, tear the house up with that one. Right. Then we had for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, the best of the Super Juniors twenty five winner Himoto Takahashi defeating Will Osprey for the title. I did not expect the belt to come off of Will Osprey, but I think that was the right person to do it because he did win the Super Juniors. Yes, he did. And you, you, and if they was, it seemed like it was the night of champions not walking out with what they walked in with. Absolutely, and then not only that, a lot of people were speculating about. Um, the physical health condition of Will Ospreay. There was a lot of dangerous spots yeah. that took place in the match. A lot of brain hits, a lot of yeah. this, a lot of that. So it's time for him to take a well-deserved rest. Yes. And, Slow um, it down and maybe switch up the style. A lot of people were saying that. As a matter of fact, even in um, like the press conference for the um, for the contract signing, mm-hmm. he played an um, he played an audio recording. An audio clip of uh, Dave Meltzer talking, comparing him to, uh, t- Tim Billington. Jesus Christ, who, the, who gives a fuck about Dave Meltzer? Well, yeah, of course, but you know he, but he was just he brought up a fact. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He said yeah, just yeah. enjoy the fact that you're gonna get 
the best of what you can get out of a Will Osprey match right now because within a few years, if he keeps going at the pace that he's going, he's going to be in a wheelchair like Tim Billington. This is where Tim I hate Billington. to agree. The, um, Tom Billington, uh, the dynamite kid. But I, this is where I tend to agree with the I, with what – I don't think he's going to be in a wheelchair – but life it might be a little bit rougher. You don't know. His his body may be stronger than what we realize, and mm-hmm. he may be able to hold up. But he took some serious bumps, and it, he might be feeling the effects. Right. We don't know. But either way, um, Takahashi. Well, and that was the third title to change hands. That was the third night. title to change hands. Takahashi uh, won the championship, well-deserved, making him a two-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. And that's going to set up a match between him and El Desperado at Cuisina Road. Mm-hmm. Day two, which will, or day one, which will be the main event gotcha. for that. Then we can now get down to the meat and potatoes because this is where we are. IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Chris Jericho defeating Naito Tetsuya to win the title in a very competitive match. A match that had that was basically a roller coaster ride. I'll say this: this um one. I want to correct correct the commentator, and I watched it five times. When Naito dropped the belt at the top of the rampway, he said that the Intercontinental title was not on the line. Don't do that. Know the ma- If you know it's for the IC title, don't say the belt is not on the line because you didn't see it. Assume that Naito is always in character. Mm-hmm. So the moment his music hits, we're not getting the guy you know backstage. You're getting the dude who's getting ready to fucking perform. Yes. Don't do that. And I think that was fucked up that he spat out that information yeah. and said that it wasn't for the title when it, and, and, Actually, when indeed it was. it was. But and that's I, the American commentary, yeah, not the Japanese character. It was either Don or Kevin Kelly that said that? I believe it was... Don Callis? It might have been by mistake. Okay. I doubt it. I think it was Kevin. Because, Don, I'm going to pitch something to you, so I don't want you to be mad at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don, you didn't do nothing wrong. I'm so sorry. If you did, you made a visual mistake and you was just being human. No doubt. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but in the way, uh, it was a good match because this was a, a side. Of, this was a side of Jericho that we hadn't seen since uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and I like the fact that Jericho came out looking like the old school Japanese bosses. The Joker card makeup on his face, mm-hmm. not too much, just enough that you know he means business. He's this is not the WWE Jericho. Exactly. This is not the WCW Jericho. This is New Japan's. Chris Jericho. What he thought of himself to do was he pick he figured himself as like the old school seventies eighties heel uh, to work in this match against Naito. Uh, but also he did shit that it made sense. It was just, he they I think they told a greater story than anyone else on the car because there's three type there's three parts of this match. It's when Jericho is dominating and he's Pile driving him. That mm-hmm. DDT was to die. Yeah, for. it was. It and was. Let me tell you something. Naito had his hand up. I said, "Oh, he gonna grab that railing and flip the fuck over." And like I predicted, we didn't do a show that week, right? But on my list, I wrote down mm-hmm. the only belt I didn't think was gonna change was hands. the IC Championship. No, was the never the never open weight title. That's the one I was wrong about. Crazily, surprisingly enough, I thought that maybe if anything, um, Goto would have retained. No, no, the no, title. no, no. That's not the one I was wrong about. It was the wait. This is Jericho. Omega. So if we're talking about 
It was the what you call the title. It was the junior title. The junior heavyweight championship. That's the one I was because yeah, I um, thought Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay was going to carry it and keep on moving. Because forward. what was going to probably happen is it was going to lead into a match between him and um, what's my man, um, Bone Soldier. I thought it would probably right. lead into that, but um, it hey, went the way it went. Exactly. But that DDT, oh my God, that was worth everything on the planet. Yeah. They they told the story. Then when they got in the ring. It transferred over real nice to Naito being in charge. Mm -hmm. The return pile driver. When Jericho power bombed him through the table, that yeah. was crazy. I mean, even the reversal of even the reversal of the Destino spot was actually pretty decent. What the Herb Karana thing? Uh off no, the third rope. Cause when Jericho jumped down with him and then put him in the Lion Samer. Yeah, that was good. But nah, there was a point where um Naito went to go for Destino mm -hmm. and uh Jericho like countered it. Right, into the code breaker. Right. The other thing I loved was when Naito did that neck breaker on the on the apron. Yes. Oh, because he didn't land on the apron with his body. He landed on that motherfucking. He landed on his feet on the mat and Jericho all back, and it was just beautiful. And mm -hmm. I love that. In, in WWE, in all companies need to take a note. I like that New Japan makes their apron about a couple of, about a foot bigger than everyone else so more work can be done so instead of people standing on the edge yeah. they have at least two and a half to almost three feet of platform Absolutely. to do a move like that but mm -hmm. every every punch counted every move counted in this match so Jericho wins the championship and then he proceeds to beat a bloody Naito Tetsuya in the matchup he not only continues to belt him but he actually takes off the belt from off his pants and he proceeds to start to beat him. And then Evil comes in to make the save to help clear house, takes Jericho's belt and to throw, try to throw a jab at him. And, of course, Jericho gets on Callus's headset and says, you know, I beat Naito. Naito's a nobody. And who the hell is this guy? Who the hell are you, you know, at, the, um, at Evil? Mm -hmm. So look for Evil to be the challenger for the Intercontinental Championship. I believe that. And also, I want to I want to I want to make it known. Jericho winning an Intercontinental title. I wouldn't doubt that he and Gato had a negotiation with that mm -hmm. to because of not, uh, because of his American connection to the IC title. Right. I think Jericho is very smart. And um Jericho is one of those men he knows how to move his career. Yes. And it wouldn't have hurt to Actually, they brought more interest with Jericho winning the title and then saying, I'm not going to wrestle anywhere else because they gave me a million dollars and exactly. I'm only wrestling in Japan. So he's actually respecting it and giving the title. Because mm -hmm. I thought he would have been on all in and for him not to do that, he's smart. He's not hurting his Vince McMahon paycheck. Absolutely. Which is always there for him. It's a Piper move where Piper didn't, would never compete with the WWE whenever they went to Portland, Oregon. Right. Piper would never do that. Piper, and, Piper right. would, like, respectfully ask Vince, please do not put me on the card. Yeah, and you know what? Did it hurt Vince to not put him on the card? No. Not at all. But I think Jericho being that champion, now the international eye winks mm -hmm. are there. Like, wait a second, let me take a look at what's going on if, and what's happening. And I think more people are winking and blinking their eye going, wait a second, he's a champion over there? He was just over there. Mm -hmm. And considering the relationship Triple H has agreed to, and building right about now. And building right about now, 
wouldn't be shocked if Jericho walked on WWE television. television. Well, that would be very interesting. Because with the Intercontinental title, and then you can do Seth Rollins versus Jericho. Oh, man. Just that's a, a regular dream match, match right there, You know man. what I'm saying? Just a regular match. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With two Intercontinental champions With neither title worlds. on the line, you know what right, I mean? Right, yeah, but it, just to have that. The fact that Jericho has held the white belt And Jericho should times. win, and I'll tell you yeah. why. The fact that he's held the, the WWE version of the white belt uh, nine times. I mean, let's just say Intercontinental title. You know, right? The Intercontinental Championship. Everyone knows that if you follow the rest, if you follow WWE, you know that the the Intercontinental Championship in its history is synonymous with just wrestling. Just like how the United States Championship is an NWA title. Right. Just like the Florida Championship is an NWA title, or the Missouri title an NWA title. Being I agree. The, being the Intercontinental Champion was something that a lot of people aspire to be in professional wrestling. And the fact that here, Jericho has held the WWE title. It almost felt like a world times. title win. It does. It, it almost felt like a main world title win. And the fact that he won a belt that was established since 2011 when MVP won the, the IWGP Intercontinental title on American soil back in 2011, that was such a big deal. But... You look at Nakamura, you look at Goto, you look at Elgin, you look at Omega, you look at Tanahashi, you look at Suzuki, you look at Naito. Everyone has placed their stamp, their stamp on the Intercontinental Championship. But and I think personally, and I'm not speaking for Jericho, I want to say I think personally for him, this title win, reign, this title win probably meant more than all of the ones in WWE. Because when he was winning the Intercontinental in WWE, it seemed like they didn't have nothing for him to do. And then it became the counting system. But but Jericho walks into a WWE audience now with or without that title. You know how big this nigga, you know how big that moment is? It's huge. And then you don't even have to worry about Jericho in the world title picture. You can do it the run for the 10th reign mm -hmm. where you could do or, him versus Miz. Or the 11th. But according to the WWE, it will be the 10th. It reign. will be the 10th. Yeah, we got to remember, we can't count. We, we're not The companies are not going to mix shit like that. Right. Because they're not going to say he's an 11-time intercontinental title in New Japan. They're just not. But somebody did predict in one of those um, pro wrestling magazines or online things mm -hmm. that um, Jericho would be a 10-time Intercontinental Champion. And I said it too. I, well, I didn't say it on a what you call it, but I think to you, I said he's going to get that belt a 10th time in the WWE. Right. For sure. Um, but I hope that they uh, – I hope he keeps that belt for a long time. I would like to see him go to Wrestle Kingdom with that title. Yeah. It's, he should establish himself with a nice run with the championship. Right. And – what better way than to do that than to take on you know Los Ingobernables and uh, and singles action like you know you can I can if Evil doesn't go and win the title mm. I can see him dropping the belt to Sonata, right? I can see that. Right. So I will probably say look for Sonata to probably get, or get the win for that. If belt. they're not gonna go, and I know I mention this guy's name a lot, but if you're not gonna go with Tonga. Let Tonga and Jericho yeah, have yeah, a match at Wrestle Kingdom and let Tonga get that singles title at Wrestle Kingdom. I also can see him and Tanahashi fighting for the belt as well, too, because that's something I think I can I would pay good money to see also. Right, yeah. I, I, I predict a, a, a match that would be somehow a great match. between uh, Naito and, I'm mean, not Naito, I mean Tanahashi and Jericho. I can see that happening because that would be a very good fight. Yeah, match. I can. I kind of like the idea of that. I didn't even think about that. But their John Cena versus him, 
they could tell a hell of a story. Oh, hell And yeah. right now, Jericho is like kind of the ultimate heel in the company. Absolutely. And Tanahashi never had that type of match that Naito had. Yes. I would also like to see um, Okada in Jericho. That would be very interesting, too. Right. I think I think Okada needs a good four months rest. Yes, he does. But um, keep going. All right. Um, now we're going to get down to the main event. The history changing match. And it's not that I'm a dick rider. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. And I love good pro wrestling. And I'm going to be honest with you. The last time a match of such magnitude had my interest. Uh, over 60 minutes. Two out of three falls. One hour, 12 minutes. One hour, 12 minutes. Or what have you. Or a, no time limit. The last time something like that caught my attention was uh, Brett and Sean. But that's past tense. We're going to get down to it. Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. Bout four for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. In this particular matchup, you had the best bout machine taking on perhaps the greatest world champion in the modern era. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck CM Punk. Fuck Edge. I'm going to disagree with that. Fuck John Cena. I say this from a worker's standpoint. Because I've been two separate worlds. The, the world is split in two. It's WWE actually, and it's New Japan. Actually split in three. You got to throw Mexico in there too. No, fuck Mexico because they don't got no money. It's New Japan and WWE in the presentation game. So now what it comes down to is this. And this is just my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. First, let's talk about the opening video for Kenny's entrance. It was a Tekken slash Street Fighter style entrance with the with the video package. That part bothered me because I'm I'm ready for Kenny to stand as he stands on his own, but he's at the point where he no longer needs a fucking gimmick. Well, he's he he's a, I can understand the V trigger thing and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But and I understand the Tekken and Street Fighter thing, but there's I want Kenny Omega. Not this kid who happens to be Kenny Omega. Because he's think, an adult. I think what it is is that he's telling a story. And the way that it was all done, you know, it's going to be real cliche because everyone else has said it. The fact that they incorporated the Infinity War references into it. The internal strife between right. him and the Bullet Club. The 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 the, the, the dynamic with him and Kenny him and um Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. uh, together. There was a lot of um other references in there too, which we'll talk about you know, um, as we go on to review this matchup. But I like the line where Obushi said to him, what did it cost you? And Kenny said everything. Yeah, see, and that's the problem. That's what bothers me. You're, you're relying on another company's storyline to tell your story instead of just standing alone on what you guys have. But if you And re- that bothers me because that means... Did you not have enough of your own story to quote lines from movies? They quoted a lot of Disney in there. They quoted and, a lot of and Disney. That and that wasn't necessary. And, and they also and they also physically and emotionally quoted Rocky in this in this right. story. And all as of well. that. But the, but the thing is, they had enough just between Okada and him to put that package together mm-hmm. to make quotes of. This is where you become the great pretender. Are you going to be the wrestler? Or are you going to be the pretender? A promo is a promo. Mm-hmm. You need the promo to build the show. To sell the match. But, you know, the overall history between Okada and um, Omega 
mm-hmm. stems all the way back from last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it's over a year, almost a year and a half. Last since. year's um, Dominion show and last year's G1 Climax uh, tournament. Kenny has chased that belt, has been chasing that belt for, for two years. Right. And the culmination of him winning that title meant something. Between... Uh, oh, and that's what I'm not taking away. Him winning the title was major. Right. The match was major. And I got some serious points to make about this match and about the psychology of wrestling. Okay. So let's get with the first fall. So the dynamic of that was, you know, Kenny has said, oh, as soon as I get the first fall, I know I'm winning this match. Right. But as both Okada and Kenny have been, were trading moves, everything from top to bottom, even like outside spots and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff with um, Omega being uh, knocked off the ring to the um, to the railing, you know, hurting his ribs. Mm-hmm. Um it was a lot going on in this match, right? And there was a lot of counters between both the Rainmaker and the v, um, um, the One Wing Angel. Mm-hmm. But in the first fall, it was Omega. It was Omega losing the first fall to Okada with a roll up, right? Something that you don't really see in in Japanese pro wrestling that they actually finished the match for the first fall with a with a roll up. You've never, I've they never seen the that. Section. Well, they didn't finish the actual match with the roll-up, but they finished the, first, the section was, of the match. Yeah, it was the right. first fall. But, I mean, overall, like, you don't see small packages winning a match in uh, Japanese pro wrestling. You know what I mean? You don't You don't normally see that. Maybe in a junior heavyweight match, but mm. not in the uh, a heavyweight title match. It's been quite a while since I've seen that, and that was really good. And it set the pace to where it seemed like Okada was going to basically win this match. But, however... It was speed and endurance, and those uh, couple of months off of training with um, Omega slimming down and trimming down and what have you, being able to counter out of that Rainmaker and to get that second fall, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're down to the final fall. The final fall. Um, actually, even beforehand, there was a point to where Kenny hit Okada with everything underneath the book from... V triggers, and then there was a vicious V trigger from the corner um, that knocked Okada's block off, I think. Then you had um, him going for the Styles Clash, but couldn't beat him with the Styles Clash. Mm-hmm. Then he goes up to the, to the ring apron, and Ibushi says to him, you know what you got to do. So he goes to try and finishes him off with the Phoenix Splash. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. But it took, um, my goodness, a uh, it was a another counter to the Rainmaker, and probably a V trigger to get the win in the second fall, and then of course the last fall, bringing it one to one. Kenny's now back in the race. Now we're up to the second fall. This is where that's that training and conditioning for Kenny Omega came in, came into play, and. Um, Okada was 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 basically worn out. He he looked like a well, wet they both were worn out. They sold that story of both being unable to get moves done. Right, and I mean they hit everything, even like several reverses of a pot of the tombstone pile driver to the point to where um Okada did finally hit the pile driver, which looked really good. I think he has one of the best pile drivers in the business. Um, they were just countering everything, mm-hmm. and lastly, all the way up to the very bitter end. Kenny Omega hits that second one wing angel to get the pinfall 
and to become the brand new IWGP heavyweight champion of the world. Well, he hit more than two one wing angels, but he had slipped up about four of them. Right. I want to. I want to jump in here. Now I have love for this match, but I got a lot of issues with this match. Okay. All right. Dave Meltzer gave it said it's the best match ever. I disagree with him. There's too much wrestling happening all over the world to say this is the best match happened that is documented. Um, of the two big companies, it will definitely go under as one of my, I originally put top 20, but I was being nice and put it in my top 10 wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, one time I was explaining wrestling to someone and I said, all the wrestlers with 100 moves in their arsenal are the worst. The problem is they're throwing everything in with the kitchen sink and they're not um, they're not thinking of the psychology. Everyone just wants to get spot after spot after spot after spot after spot. And then it comes to a point where you're watching a three-hour spot match. With this match, um, and Kenny Omega is a high flyer. He can fly. What I do like is that they maximized, and any great wrestler, Hulk Hogan wasn't a great wrestler, but he maximized six to seven moves. Brock Lesnar has got it down to six to seven moves. John Cena, six to seven moves. All these men, when you reach that pinnacle world title stage, you don't need a hundred moves to be great. You need to master the art. I think every wrestler should have 20 moves in their arsenal Mm -hmm. and six to rotate in between during any match so that the fan can invest in the move that's being done. Right. The problem is if I do a tombstone, then an elbow drop, and then 50 versions of a suplex and then this, that, and the other, I didn't give someone something to associate to me. Mm -hmm. Like we know Okada and that tombstone, that those, those belong together. That mm-hmm. clothesline. That drop he, kick. Yeah, he's not a Bradshaw, but that clothesline belongs to him. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So he's mastered those six or seven moves. Right. Now, so for wrestlers, if you want to learn psychology, if you got 100 moves in your arsenal and you're trying to do 100 moves a match, don't do it. Narrow it down to six to seven and master that. And that's what they did. And if you want to master that as you do, learn also to... Um, Improvising and throw some other things in other matches when you go into other territories and towns. Right, that's why I say see the same match over and over. Again. Yeah, that's why I say have at least twenty moves in your arsenal, but rotate the six. Even if you take a piece of paper, say tonight, boom, 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 boom. You got less to think about. You have more to build up to. You know where you're going. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. My other issue is that an hour and twelve minutes of the same repetitive two moves drove me crazy and though each time they did the move move the story ahead there's only so many v triggers you should be doing well he did a lot of v triggers in this match one of my favorite ones which ones i thought was like the one i thought was like the nastiest one was the v trigger he hit on okada when okada went to do the plancha over the guard railing no i got you that one was actually that was dope. That set the pace to but, how, but how that about V-Trigger was going to come off. Only saves the V-Trigger and the one-wing angel only to the end. How about just saving it for the, that one moment? You know how great that would have been when he finally hit the V-Trigger after it 112? It would have meant something. And then he finally truly hits. I'm talking about not even hoisting, don't even go near attempting the one-wing angel. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that was something that, that um, it bothered me. 
I mean, the match is a great match. Um, I would give it a 4.3 rating scale. I'm not going to use Meltzer's rating scale. I was thinking about doing something called the five count in honor of uh, King Kong Bundy. You know, five. Yeah, you do like a three count match. This was a three count, a four count, or a five count. But in reality, this if I was doing a regular five rating, it was a 4.3 only because the repetitiveness. And at one point, it seemed like that's only what Omega was relying on. And I think Okada kind of did the same thing too. Yes, I'm about to get there. Okada, they both relied on two moves at one point. And I think the fans, even though it was a great match, you you was waiting more. There was a point where you go, okay, Kenny's winning. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have had the idea that Kenny was going to win. That's also the issue. Um... And it, it, it's it's a it's a groundbreaking match. I'm glad Kenny won. I would like to see where he goes from there. Yes. But here's my issue now with all of the New Japan. And I told people to put a note, put a pin inside of Elgin winning the title. Mm-hmm. You have three Canadians with the belts. That's right. And a foreign company, two Americans mm-hmm. with the world heavyweight titles. I say this because Mark is passing out, and I don't want that <laughs> on camera. At all. I, mean, I, I won't even put the video up of this one. Um, oh, good God. No, but the point is I'm trying to make is this new president who came over from Bandai doing what he did, now you have all these foreign champions. You're not going to help the brand by removing Japanese champions. Well, that's true. But at the same token, I'm going to say this, right? I mean, on one hand... It would have been cool if Omega probably would not have won, but it, it was his time. It was, it was his, I'm not saying that. It was his time. But, but you have three, you have more. Your than junior t- heavyweight championship, your tag team championships, your never open weight titles, right? Those are all Americans. Basically, all the all of the guy All gene, foreigners. All, 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 all foreigners, all guy genes are holding New Japan titles with the exception of the junior heavyweight title. That's kind of dangerous. And then as a man who comes, I'm not going to say his history with a company, what I've been told about this, that, and the other, but it's easy for your core audience to remove themselves from a product when they feel they're being removed. Mm-hmm. And I think though he was doing something exciting, something has to shift because just because you have this Australian president, uh, is he Australian? No, Harold May is. Um, damn it, he's Dutch. We'll he's, look it up. He's, he's Dutch born, mm-hmm. Japanese transplant. He's been there since he was like, God knows how long. He's been there for a long time. He spent his whole life in Japan. And he's bilingual, five different languages. But his directive is basically to help push the New Japan brand to a global level, a global scale. And he wanted one of the things he he's he's pushing for is more English content. For every How match. How do you spell his last name? Is it M-E-A or M-A-Y? M-E-J-I. May. Because at first I was like, Matt, Matt, Meji. Like, what? You know, Harold Meji. Who the hell? But then it was like, it's Harold May. So the name pronunciation is exactly the same. Like, from his native land all the way to Japan. But- so, yeah. So my thing is, I get it. It is what it is. The point is. It's easy for, it's exciting right now, but it's the reason why, and I said this on another show, but I really meant it for this show. It's the reason why, 
and I'm being respectful as possible when I say this, it's the motherfucking reason why Vince won't pull the trigger as of right now that we know of on, oh, um, why can't I remember the motherfucker's name right now? Harold May? No, not Harold May. It was why Vince won't Shinsuke pull the trigger Nakamura? on Sinsuke Nakamura. Um, we've been doing a lot of recording today, people. Bear with us. Or oh, is the reason why he won't pull the trigger on Shinsuke Nakamura. And you don't want, when that man, when Nakamura wins the title, for the fans to feel as if they can't see themselves as champion. And I know Asians are a part of American culture, but the man's language barrier, all of these things, it's not an issue to me and maybe not an issue to people. But you got to remember there's a large bulk of people who may go, I don't want to support this brand right now because I don't see myself. AJ Styles is a good old sovereign boy. They see themselves. Steve Austin was a good old Texan. Mm -hmm. They saw themselves. They saw themselves in The Rock. They saw themselves in The Rock. They see themselves in The New Day. And all these other guys. So even Sheamus, Sheamus was palatable mm -hmm. as as champion. You get what I'm saying? But, or I, even, but 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 um you doing that to a very proud culture and a culture heavy thing, uh culture heavy brand, it looked like you just brought a foreign culture vulture into the mix and started removing their champions. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. They culturally appropriated it and the Canadians was the good way to do it. So but you yeah, rather than Americans. But at the right. same token it's like you know, kudos to Mike Elgin, you know. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to say fuck their wins. Their wins are very important. Like you said, Mike Mike definitely des definitely deserved that win. I think he earned that win. He should have had that and I look two forward, years ago. I look forward to seeing him and Goto go at it again mm -hmm. at the Cuisina Road. Mm -hmm. um, I like the fact that Tai Chi has stepped his way up into the heavyweight division. And what's happening now is, is that there's a transition now. Because New Japan needs challengers. So that's what I was about to come up next. Now we're in a situation where you really don't got no one for Kenny to fight. You really don't. Jericho, you have more opponents for Jericho than you do anyone right. else. So now you have to build up the heels, the serious heels, to go after Omega. One person that you mentioned was... Um, Tonga. Tama Tonga. I can see that because what's happening here also is is that there's underlining um, issues with the entire club. So now he's taking his sides with that. Now, and my question also is, you know Cody's going in the all-in. They pretty much gave it away. He's going in with the ROH championship. Right. And he might, and he will probably win the NWA World Championship. Which I believe is the right move. But now my question is. But the first thing is he has to get through and defeat Kenny Omega in the uh in a match which they're gonna do before um the G one climax special this month. Yeah, but that doesn't stop him from winning that ring of honor championship. Right. He's definitely winning the ROH belt. Right. You know, not taking anything they, they, away they from sold the Dalton show castle, but you know, it it'll make sense because you're talking about this guy competing for the NWA World Heavyweight title belt. Mm -hmm. You know? But um but with Omega I mean with, with um Cody I like that Cody came out to the um, ringside. Well, not really ringside, but came up to the ramp and was looking at the Bucks and was teasing he was going to go down to ringside and shake Kenny's hand Never being did. a better man that night, but it didn't work out that way. So uh, it sets up a really good, interesting, a really good match because now Cody is the 
number one challenger for the IWGP championship. Right. So after Cody, who we know is not winning the title, the problem is Omega has no challengers, and they kind of the roster just got thin. Mm-hmm. So Omega winning the title was great, but in reality, it was the worst thing that ever happened. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where they go unless they start dusting off people out of left field or bringing in more foreigners. But this just opens the belt to bring in the, the situation to bring in more foreigners. Right. And is he going in the or is Kenny Omega going to be at all in as the IWGP champion? Well, looking at the circumstances, I can see Kenny Omega coming into all in as IWGP champion. But who do you put him up against? Well, he's taking rightfully. There's no one to go up against him. Well, last I checked, he's. I don't know. Damn, I don't know who he's defending the title against at um Kingdom. But I mean, that's not Kingdom. The uh, All In. They didn't. They, they really didn't announce none of that. So my question is, do you include him into the big world title picture where all three belts are up? In a in a three way, actually, that would be very interesting. That's what I would do. The but IWGP at the same belt time, versus the um, versus um. Uh, good God, the ROH belt and the um. Do you do you drop the, the titles or the Cody and let Cody walk out as king at All In? Man, listen, that shit would be dope. That Cody walks out holding all of the belts, especially the ROH and the NWA title. Right. And this is the second juncture, if I remember correctly. That um, good God, drop my phone. That um, Mark is tired, people. What you recall it have one actually is challenging for the ROH belt, but now also challenging for that NWA championship as well. That's a big deal to me. So I, I, I can see Cody coming into All In with the belt, but I would also like to see Omega come in, like you said, come into that show with the title as well um, and defending the championship. His match isn't booked, but um, who knows? Right. It's it's a giant up-in-the-air situation. But um, I congratulate all of the champions. I definitely uh, I congratulate all of the champions. But if... They don't play it smart. This president might have made a big mistake if they don't find a way to build. Right now is the time to build more Japanese superstars yes. or more Asian superstars, whether they're uh, from Cambodia or Thailand or whatever they're from. Go get these motherfuckers because it seems like he's going to to brand the company. He's going to put more. Gaijin or foreign wrestlers. Foreign there. faces on the belts versus Japanese. Japanese. And what got that company there? It's the Japanese wrestlers. the Japanese culture. So he might be a, he, they might have hired a culture vulture and didn't even know it. Well, let's look at this. Going forward, we got Juice Robinson. He's going to be competing for that U.S. belt mm-hmm. against Jay White. Jay White will probably start to intertwine and get into a feud with Okada. Right. Because that's what they're looking to do. Then, of course, uh, Yano Toru, Ishii, they're going to be doing their own things. Where Ishii is going to be taking care of his own business. No, I'm wrong. Excuse me. Whereas Toru is taking care of his own business, Ishii will be defending the Ref Pro heavyweight belt against Mm. Minoru Suzuki. Right. Right? Uh, Let me see here. I think it was Zack Sabre that got the win in the match Mm -hmm. against... um, And And let me say this. As you just brought up Rev Pro, I also want to say... If you are going to bring foreigners in, then do like WWE did and raid the world. Raid the world. Don't, you know, there's a lot of Europeans in New Japan. There's a lot of this, but go raid the world. Also, another person I could see them uh, doing something good with, 
I know that Dragon Lee is going to be in the uh, the junior heavyweight title picture. Mm-hmm. I know that maybe ACH is going to be in the title picture. Marty Scroll definitely in the title picture. And um, maybe Liger once again. Right. Tiger Mask as well. Uh, the tag belts. They definitely that's one the heavyweight tag belts. That's the one thing about New Japan. They need more tag teams. Tag teams. I to think compete for that all belt. divisions across the world, all the companies need more tag teams. Yeah. And I think we need dudes who are going to say, "Hey, we're going to be tag team," and this is our career mm-hmm. move because tag team divisions seem to suffer due to the lack of everything. Absolutely, even the junior tag team division is suffering too. Right now, right, and don't and don't let guys leave to the WWE for that comfort of being home in the payday. It definitely turns into that. Absolutely, but I will say this: uh, we're gonna close this show out. Uh, subscribe to Dietrich Davis on demand. We're giving away a Nintendo Switch after twenty thousand plus subscribers. Please do. We'll be doing it live. Um, Make sure that you subscribe to the iTunes channel. We'll be putting videos up. These are our first test videos for the video podcast. Mm-hmm. Please tell us what you think. Email us at Work. Team DDOD. Tell us what you would like to see more of. Send your questions in to Team DDOD at gmail.com. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dietrich Davis. And I am Mark Moreau. Mark Knight, the right. executioner and the king of uh, Sleepy Time Tea. Right. So, um... We're closing this out. We hope that you guys li- listen, download, and repeat. Yes. And remember, subscribe to Dietrich Davis On Demand on YouTube and subscribe to all our iTunes shows. You're going to love the material, ladies and gentlemen. Trust us. Right. You, I want you to subscribe to all our iTunes shows that's outside to wrestling as well. Thanks so much. Have a good night.